It's time to raise the roof for our latest off-season podcast. Or it's still off-season, but kind of not off-season because pitchers and catchers and the entire team is basically reported at this point. But for now, we'll call it off-season slash spring training. Let's 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 do that for the fans. Uh, welcome back to this latest episode of Raise the Roof. The three amigos are back. Alex, Evan, and Gibby are all here. Evan hasn't been on since Nam. It feels like. No kidding. Uh, he hasn't been on since the last podcast, which also feels like it was way too long ago. But Evan, we haven't talked to you since like COVID, it seems like. Yeah, it's, it's been, been a it's long been, time. It has been, been a sh- it's been a little bit shorter than that. Give him credit. I don't even know if I I don't know if I've been on an off-season podcast yet. I uh, you might have not been on in 2024 yet. So welcome yes, to 2024. Def- yeah, definitely this not, is definitely your first appearance in 2024. And hopefully definitely 2024. I I honestly my my last one might have been after game two against the Rangers. I think. Yeah, it's or been maybe game one. I don't remember. I think it was game one. Yeah, yeah it's, it's been, been a long time. One. It's been yeah, a long time. As we've done things on this podcast, it's been consistently inconsistent in the offseason. Uh, as I'm sure you guys have found out, but we're going to change that. We'll be like, I keep saying it, but we're actually going to be trying to change it. We have a, uh, some method to the madness together where we're going to be getting things going more consistently uh, in spring training and regular season. But yeah, it's your first appearance in 2024. Uh, how have you been? You know, how, how's life going? I mean, it, it happened a month and a half ago, but Michigan national champions. I haven't spoken about that yet. Yes, yeah. Yeah. Go I'm sure Gibby's not excited about it because uh not really, but you know, they, they got it. It took a while hey, for the Big Ten. For the Big Ten. Also. Hey, for, for oh, Michigan. Okay. And and Michigan basketball sucks this year too. I mean, they're they don't suck. They are horrific this year. So um yeah. So it's so is Maryland, but we don't need to go into that. Yeah, what's is Maryland's playing right now? I don't even yeah, know. Yeah, I don't know what the final score is gonna be. They're losing their their season's done. It's tough. Yeah, it's fine. Um it's fine. Whatever. But yeah, go blue. It's pretty sweet. First one in my lifetime. First, only second championship that I've ever actually experienced, other than the Hurricanes in 06, which I barely remember. So, pretty sweet. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to be back on. Yeah. Well, you know, Michigan basketball sucks. Maryland basketball sucks. But USF basketball does not suck. Oh, they boy. are the story one of the stories if not the story of college basketball they are definitely the story of the american this year uh 11 game winning streak right now they lead the aac uh they just sold out yingling for the first time since 2000 crazy atmosphere at that game were you there i was not there I was you were not did you have friends who were there i did have a lot of friends that were there okay Sure. Also, yeah. y- Yingling is an awesome arena name, by the way. Yeah, I believe yeah, that's yeah. Great. Is the keg. It's is great like having that. a beer sponsorship. The, and it's just a good name. It's like, hey, let's go to the Yingling. Like, yeah. it's, it's is a it, great name. So I, okay, so I need, I need clarification from the USF person here. I, I saw on Wikipedia that the nickname for Yingling Center is the keg. Can you confirm or deny this? Um, I guess so. But I guess the more popular nickname is just the old name of the place, which is the Sundome. A lot of people call it the Sun Dome still. Oh, like, I, when I, I remember when there, it was the Sun Dome. It was the Sun Dome. Yeah, I'm fine with calling it the Sun Dome. The keg is way better, though. The, the keg, keg is, is pretty name. cool. I've that's never a, heard that's that. That's a great nickname. But we got to make that latch on. So if you're it's listening, like the, you're a Bulls fan. It's a keg now. It's but, like the uh, – isn't the – I mean, I, I, the Trop could be called this too, but the, the Astros stadium is called the Juice Box, I think, yes. isn't it? Yes. That's, uh, it's, yeah. it's great. And the Trop is America's ballpark, so I mean – Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're running, we're, we're, we are running rampant here, but yeah, well, so yeah, if you guys didn't see USF played FAU, a ranked FAU team at the time, basically to see who was the best team in the American for the most part, sold out crowd, USF got off as much as 25 in the second half, then proceeded to nearly blow the game. Yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> but luckily they won, I think it was 90 to 86 or something like that. I was following because I was covering Mississippi State Baseball. But I was like, I had it all on my phone just because I wanted to see what happened. And I knew the atmosphere was going to be crazy. Uh, So I'm glad they won because it was great hearing good vibes. But you, Gibby, I want to know your opinions about how you felt about just the entire day. Because I know it was like big, big, big deal in USF world. It is is probably the greatest sports moment since they were in the Super Regional uh, a few years ago during the COVID season mm-hmm. when, when, in, in College World Series for baseball, at least. So one of our greatest sporting moments, probably uh, in a while. Um, 
it's it's definitely a sh like a weight lifted off the shoulders you know i'm not gonna say fau's a rival but you know i like playing them and i like i like their fans um but what a great atmosphere to sell out the arena i mean it's all about the coach amir abdul rahim yeah amir abdul rahim <laughs> has been doing fucking wonders at usf i mean i just i remember his like pre his like football season post when he was just motivationally talking and i'm like okay this guy's different than like brian gregory type uh offense or or basketball like this guy means business he can motivate people i mean he motivated me before the season even started and then we got off to a rocky start and now ever since we beat fsu it's been an 11 game win streak or some some sort but it's like 15 yeah, it's since FSU and an 11 game win streak. I think that's what it is. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's 11 from what I remember because yeah, yeah. it's 12 and one in the American right now. But yeah, what a great atmosphere! Yeah, it, it's it. a weight lifted off the shoulders. It's vindicating, you know, after being downs for so long in basketball to have a team like that is great. And I mean, Kayshawn Pryor, Chris Youngblood, so many other guys too that are not coming to the top of my head right now but oh <laughs> yeah. my god so many so many great moments in that game that Kayshawn Pryor hammer dunk crazy the the re arena blew up and it's it's good to see the students out there because before you could sit just wherever you fucking wanted in the student section like there you could throw stones and it wouldn't hit anyone and now it's completely full overfilling they outsell all the tickets it's a it's a crazy transformation for sure in the basketball culture. Yeah, I'm glad to I'm glad to see it. Um, I know you were there. You were there, right? I was not oh, there. Not. Oh, but you I did oh, okay. see a lot of it. Gotcha. That's. It was, I mean, from what I saw on social media and what I saw on TV, I wish I was there. Atmosphere. USF USF would blow Maryland out of the water right now. I guarantee probably, that. Probably. Probably. I'm telling you, Champa Bay is on a heater right now because. Not only is USF basketball going crazy, the University of Tampa it, baseball team is a juggernaut like I've never seen in my life because they're 10-0, they're the number one team in D2, they just beat an NAIA powerhouse, which doesn't mean a lot to some people, but again, if this is the best team in NAIA, then they're pretty damn good at baseball. Uh, and they've played like half their games against ranked teams. And have allowed, I believe, less than 10 runs against those ranked teams and have beaten the crap out of them. They're doing like things that no other D2 baseball team has done ever right now. Um so, sounds pretty D1 to me, honestly. Yeah, Joe Urso, I don't know. He's whatever he's got going in the water there, it's been continuing and continuing because they are a wagon, like an absolute wagon. So that's awesome to see. And for those because we haven't done a thing since the beginning of the softball and baseball season for college sports so happy um start of the college and college baseball and softball season things have already gotten hectic as hell seems like i think uh yeah. I think andy and wake forest both lost today in baseball yeah so, wake forest wow. lost to who unc uh wake forest lost to unc greensboro and oh that's is that a different university yeah, mm -hmm. and then vandy gave up at seven spot to dayton and lost in the eighth like I think Dayton scored seven in the eighth inning, and then they beat Vandy. Oh, boy. So, a lot of crazy shit. SEC. A lot of crazy shit going on. But with that, and it's time to, you know, this is this is a race podcast. I think we've talked about too many non-race mm -hmm. things at this point. It's the offseason. Off yeah, it is. But there's a it's lot going on right now because pitchers and catchers, and I'm pretty sure the entire team has officially reported to Port Charlotte. This will be um, the first – normal spring training in Port Charlotte, I think since pre-COVID, because last year, obviously, they didn't play in Port Charlotte. They played at the Trop because of all the damage sustained during during the hurricane. I think there were COVID precautions the two years previous to that. There was nothing in 2020 or there was something and then COVID hit. So I think that this is the first normal spring training since 2019. I believe so, because I think that there were still some sort of precautions that happened in 2022. Um, but if not, then 2022 was the was the most normal one since that point. But I mean, still, this is one of the most normal spring trainings that we've had since pre-COVID. Uh, 
the Rays have made plenty of moves uh, in the in the weeks uh, since our last podcast. Uh, they signed reliever Phil Maton, who uh, most recently pitched for the Houston yeah, Astros. Uh, they signed Rays legend Yu Chang to a minor league deal, which was awesome to see. But, Huge chain. Let's oh, go. he's back. Uh, he's the back. Chang, uh, uh, the Chang gang is back uh, in St. <laughs> Pete, which is great. Uh, and then probably the most random one ever are out of out of the three, the Rays signed Ahmed Rosario to a one year, one and a half million dollar deal with incentives baked in. Uh, I think he could make up to a million dollars more in incentives. Um, he most recently played with the Dodgers. Uh, had a couple years in Cleveland, had a couple years before that with the Mets, came up with the Mets. Uh, so a lot of interesting signings going on. So we'll get into talking about pitchers and catchers and things like that because there have been some cool observations and things going on there. Uh, we'll also talk about the hats and, and everything like that. But the three signings that the Rays made, Maytime, Chang, which is probably the least major out of all of these, or it's definitely the least major out of all of these because he'll just be some utility guy. Uh, and yeah, then it's like a minor league contract, right? It, it is, yeah. it is. Uh, which he'll probably end up playing in the majors at some point this year because the Rays will find yeah. a way to get him in. Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll get in, we'll we'll get injured. That's probably what will happen yeah, too. Yeah, I mean that's definitely that's gonna happen. happen. That's how it goes. Uh, so who do we want to start with? Do we want to start with Mayton? Um, since that was the first one, I think probably just going chronological order makes the most sense here. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, so Phil Maton, uh, reliever, uh, most recently pitched with the Astros, brother of Nick Maton, who is currently on the Tigers, played with the Phillies previous to that. Uh, Maton had a pretty good year last year with the Astros, had a three ERA, uh, 112 whip in 68 games. Um, looks like he gave up 22 earned runs over that span. Let's see. Uh, strikeouts, 74 strikeouts in 66 innings. Uh, the year before that, 3.84 ERA, 67 games, 73 strikeouts in 65.2 innings, had a 2.07 uh, opponent's average, or, or I guess batting average against last year, and a 2.37 batting average against in 2022. Um, and he's oh, he's sick against righties too. I don't know if you're were you gonna sorry were you gonna. Uh... Oh no! I was just gonna. Uh, no, I, I didn't even see the splits. I can go look up the splits again. I I have the from Rays metrics. Um, I saw this. I think maybe the day that oh my this trade, god that this, that this signing happened, but yeah, his his splits against righties are absolutely sick. Um, one fifty three batting. Yeah, out yeah, one fifty three again is is absolutely absurd. So, I mean, what did he get? Six and a half mil, I think. Uh yeah yeah if, I think it's a two year ten million dollar contract or so or was it a little bit more than that but I know like, it's six and a half mil this year for sure like if he can do anywhere near that if he can do two hundred and below that is totally worth it one fifty three against righties is absolutely absurd especially yeah, with um, our righty loaded uh division right a lot of righty power hitters like it's very important oh. That's also that, I just checked. he's got nearly a six to one strikeout to walk ratio against righties. That's seems like 40, a raise 44 strikeouts right and eight walks. Yeah, I, I love that signing. That signing is awesome. Um, kind of expensive for a reliever, but in the end, I, I think it was yeah, 14, 14 mil total over the next two years. You said it was, was it a team option you said next year? Uh, yeah, I, I think it's yeah. a team option for next year, but but definitely yeah. I think it's six and a half for this year, which is. I mean, still for a guy who's putting up these kind of numbers is a very team friendly deal, right? Yeah, it, for uh, for a reliever, I think it's like a little bit on the higher end, just because Rays. You think of their bullpen, you think of oh, they just pick up some random guy, then they turn him into a stud. Um, they don't typically go out and get free agents. I mean, I guess they've gotten like Colin McHugh in the past and Brooks Raley. Um, those were big name kind of free agent bullpen guys, and I guess Phil Mate is it? It's Maton or Mayton? yes, yes, Mayton. Yes, Phil Mayton. Um, he he kind of is similar to those guys. Um, I mean, Brooks, I guess both of those guys also pitch with the Astros, um, before they joined the Rays. So that's kind of just a weird little coincidence there, but yeah, he's he, he looks sick. Um, and he adds to an, I, I mean, I think the bullpen is the strongest part of this Rays team right now, and he just bolsters it even further. Yeah, Gibby, what are your thoughts about about Mayton? I don't know how much you uh, how much you saw him when he was in uh, when he was in Houston over the last couple of years. Yeah, I mean, I do remember him from Houston. 
I mean, he was always a good bulk innings guy, pretty sure. Yeah. Like, he can go, like, 2-3, right? I think. I mean, he, he definitely seems like he's capable of it. Yeah. It seems like he's more of a less-than-inning guy, but I think that he's definitely capable of doing that. Yeah, so getting getting more, more of that just experienced guys that you know are going to be a factor rather than, you know, having to develop these guys and them seemingly coming out of nowhere. It's definitely not typically the race way, just like Evan said. So it's good that, uh, you know, we're spending that money, even though it's on the bullpen, which is like Evan said, already pretty bolstered, but it helps shore it up a little bit because, you know, at times last season, our bullpen was a bit stretched just with all of our injuries. So always important to get guys like that. Yeah, I mean, the Rays definitely, the more arms that they can have, the better, because somehow, some way, something bad will happen, because it is, it's just what happens with yeah. the Rays, seems like, whether mm-hmm. we like it or not. Uh, the Yu Chang thing, again, he's just going to be a utility guy, he'll he'll fit in somewhere, um, you know, he's a legend, quote-unquote, use that, um, again, great guy, but really didn't do a lot with the Rays, was definitely someone who was serviceable, uh, provided power when needed, but he, I mean, he's still, you know, a decent enough player that he can be used in, in a, you know, in a bench spot, in a utility spot, whatever it might be, but I'm not, I mean, it's just a minor league deal, you know, it's one of those things where he wanted to sign with the Rays uh, and hopefully he'll find a spot on the team, but even which, so, play in Durham. Which is another cool thing, I mean, um, yeah, I, I mean, I, like you said, I don't know if this is going to be hugely significant um just because yeah it's minor league deal and our and our infield is already completely stacked up as it is like he i he'd probably be like the fourth or fifth second baseman yeah um that would come to mind if i would be if it i mean hopefully it doesn't happen but unless we have insane injury bad injury like this year he probably won't see any time up at the raise um but it is cool that I got to pull up the tweet that Topkins said, but I think, I believe he said that, yeah, he was, that he was looking for a major league deal, but he couldn't get one. And about 10 teams had interested in him and he chose the race and he wanted to come back, which is kind of a cool little story that he could have gone almost to a third of the teams in the league. And he wanted to come back to the race. I think that's cool. Just nice Testament to the culture that the Rays have in that clubhouse. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so, I mean, nothing major there. Uh, and then we go over to something that is definitely way more major in the in the Ahmed Rosario signing. I, I, I saw he made, like, close to $8 million last year, and the Rays got him for one and a half um, this year. Now, I'm not saying that he's worth $8.5 million, but that's just what his contract was. Um, the big thing about him that I've seen a lot of people talk about is his splits between righties and lefties against – I think it's against lefties specifically. He's got ridiculous splits. His slugging is 467 against lefties. His OPS is 806. He's got a career 121 WRC plus against lefties. Like this is someone who I think from what I've heard, sounds like he's going to be some super, super platoon guy because the Rays have too many middle infielders right now, like a stupid amount of middle infielders that they need to figure out. Because Walls is going to start the season on the IL, but he's most likely going to be coming back. And, and this is kind of goes into the talking about depth part. Um, but Walls will come back at some point. They got to figure out what to do with Basabe, but he's probably not going to factor in anywhere just because they found other guys. Uh, they got Caballero, who, um, you know, they got Caballero from the Mariners. Now they got Rosario. Uh, they also have, you know, B Lau's coming back. He'll be the starting second baseman. So that's not a big deal. Uh, and then Curtis Mead, they have to figure out a place to put him. And, and also and, Junior. And Aranda, too. Yeah, but Aranda, Aranda will probably just play first base. Over first, the- oh, yeah. Because um, he, 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 he played primarily second, though, in, in the minors, though, right? I thought he – no, he, no, he primarily played first. I think oh, he did? He second thought... for a little bit, but he primarily played first when he was in Durham. Gotcha. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, that's um, – Mead looks like a probably platoon – maybe with Paredes because Meade came in as a third baseman. Um, But he was apparently, he's been taking reps at short in spring training, or at least 
um, as things have started off in camp. So, you, but you have Mead, Basabe, Walls, Caballero, Rosario, and Junior. That's six guys. And, and this is and this isn't even counting Lau, who's going to be starting at second base. So, mm-hmm. what I would assume, and we can go into more detail about this, is Walls is going to be out, so he's already ruled out. Basabe mm-hmm. will probably be in in Triple A, so he'll 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 be ruled out. Junior will probably be will probably be in Triple A too because they moved him up directly from Double A just to get more experience because of the whole Wander situation. So he'll start the season most likely in Triple A. So then you have three guys that you have to move most likely between short and third because Mead looks to Mead. be more of a third baseman than a second baseman. I'd say He'll Mead would probably baseman. also stay. Would also start the year in AAA as well. I don't know. I mean, he looked decent when he was with the Rays. Yeah, but now it's Caballero's a major league ready guy, and Rosario's a major league ready guy. Uh, so and Isak yeah. would be third. I mean, Isak is going to be he's going to be third base. Yeah, no, no, Isak's definitely so, going to be oh. third. But Mead might platoon with him to an extent. I just like. There's as you were talking pre-pod, there's a log jam. It's because there are guys that are already in solidified positions. Um, and then you bring it, you are bringing in new guys. So you have to wonder what guys are going to be moved around if someone like Harold Ramirez might be moved uh in a trade or something like that to move to alleviate space. Like, how are they going to pick and choose which guys go where? Gibby, do you have any thoughts about where you think guys can go? Uh, I mean, I kind of agree on Mead coming up and or be, starting the season in in the major league team. I I've, I found that he was pretty major league ready. Um, like you said, Rosario's major league ready. Uh, other guys major league ready. Cabanero. Um, yeah, Caballero's major league ready. So like, there's not it, there's just not a lot of space, especially with Wallace coming back and all that. So yeah, definitely. A log jam for sure. A trade's gonna probably happen soon. I think. I would. I, I probably have to assume there's like there's there's really too much depth in in the infield and not enough depth in the outfield. I agree. Something something has has to happen. But first of all, I want to say I I mean I love the signing today. Um, Rosario was a stud for the for the Guardians. I, I he wasn't that great for the Dodgers last year, but. He had uh let me let me see this. He had two years in a row in 2021 and twenty twenty two. He hit he was like a two eighty two and two eighty three in back to back years, which is only two years. We're only two years removed from that. Um and he I mean the the risk is so low, only a only a million and a half for him, which I think is a phenomenal price tag for him. If if he was maybe four or five, I'd be like, Okay, this is ridiculous. Like we don't need another second baseman mm-hmm. or middle infielder. Um, but at one, one and a half, that's almost too good of a bargain not to take. And I agree. There has to be some sort of move. Maybe, I mean, I hate to say, it cause I really like him, but why not trade Isak? He, I mean, I he I mean a, but like, he's too young at the, he's, I, I think right, he's not a trade body. If you're going to trade someone, it's going to be Harold because, He's kind of the odd man he, out of everything. Like, he, like Isak, he is fighting this position. He is, but Isak also, I mean, he's coming off a very, very good year last year. Like you said, he's still super young. He is. I'm gonna check. I'm assuming he, since he's so young, I'm assuming he has years of control left. Like you can yeah, get a yeah, ton for yeah, him. Yeah, because they traded. Uh, well, when they got him in the Meadows deal, he was like 23 at the time and had barely made any movements within. So yeah, he has um, the, the Tigers work. So he should be. I think the earliest he's a free agent is probably like twenty twenty nine or something like that. Yeah, for including this year, he has four years of control. So, yeah. like, I get it. I get it that it'd be like a, oh, like he's so good. Why are you trading him? But he, I think we could get a ton for him. And, and I mean, we have so many young guys behind him that we need to open up the infield. I don't know why, like. I just I can't see them if they're gonna move someone they would move Harold because he's way more of a he's way more of a volatile piece, I or or they would move someone like Aranda. What would we get out of Harold though? I don't I don't know if Harold has. Well, that's like the thing. I mean, of... I mean, Paredes right now is a piece that you can build around for a couple years. Like he is young enough that you can build around him for a few years. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't want to trade him, but it, it would totally be like a race type thing where great year last year, super young, a lot of years of control, gonna have to pay him in arbitration coming up. I think he was in arbitration last year too. Um, but he's not, I mean, he's not gonna make enough money to where it's like Manny Margot is making ten million, right? And you're like, oh shit, how are we gonna find a way to replenish him? I don't think it's gonna be something like that. Right. What well, What do you think we could get out of Harold? Like, I'm thinking, I'm thinking if we trade anybody it doesn't matter who we trade like either just a starting pitcher or a catcher maybe a catcher maybe who do you like if there's i mean do you think a move will happen and and who would be moved if you had to pinpoint someone i mean if you believe like recent like rumors that people that we were shopping harold was one of the names and that just seems like the most likely conclusion there i think I think Harold's a little bit more valuable than like we're giving him credit though. I mean, he's sure certainly a good hitting piece for your team. Uh, I think we can get is. Yeah, he just doesn't him and Aranda are him and Aranda are great hitters. They just don't offer much in the field. Which yeah, exactly. Is, I mean Harold is a very, very, very good hitter. It's just I think that he's just the most volatile piece. Yeah. I just I, I just think he's probably like if there's a team that needs like I don't know, a DH. I feel like he could be in that spot pretty good, but yeah, I just the I just the, the fielding so... is lackluster for sure. It's just crazy. It's crazy to look at like our forty man on the MLB website, and you have to like scroll down to see the whole list, and then the outfielders. There's five of them. Like yeah, it's 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 Randy, Siri, Low, Deluca, and um, Palacios, right? Palacios, yeah. Richie Palacios is going to become a fan favorite with the Rays. Mark my words. Yeah, he was taking all those pictures at fan He's a fucking goat. I am all for the Richie Palacios train because he also posted on Twitter, like, it was yesterday or the day before about um, what should his walk-up song be. So, like, if he's already, like, crowdsourcing walk-up song ideas, I mean, he's he's goaded in my mind. That's – and also with catchers, I'd like to see Rene Pinto for a bit longer. You know, see see what we got there. Yeah, I mean, the Rays have had a lot. Uh, they are very, very bullish on Rene Pinto. And there's a reason why he is going to be the starting catcher to begin the season. So uh, I, I think they want to see more out of him, too, as much as you do. He, I, I don't blame them. Like, he, he, like when, he, he, he was very – he was – when he when he would be called up, what the last year and last I guess the last two years, he would be a very very good backup catcher behind Zanino, and uh and last year behind Bethancourt and I guess Mejia too. But I, I just don't. Is he a catcher number one though? That's the that's what I'm trying to ask. Well, myself, we're gonna guys. see. <laughs> like, and are we gonna put? We only have he's the only. I mean, I mean they of, made him catcher number one for basically the last month and a half of the season last year. Yeah, that's true. I mean, he he's the old at this time. He's the only catcher on our forty man. So him I don't and know. Alex Jackson. So he, it's not, Alex, Alex not talking a deep roster here. I don't think Alex Jackson's on the forty man though. Oh, well, it's and then there's another guy that they I think um Rob Brantley who they picked up in like a minor league deal. He might be someone, but like I mean, there there's like you said, there is a lack of depth in the outfield, and there is a lack of depth at catcher. And there is a surplus of guys that are playing in the infield for no one, like no reason it, it has to be like that. So I just, I, I don't know. I, I, I do agree with you that, I mean, you know, I agree with Gibby too, that if they want to go shop someone, they should probably try to get like a decent catcher back. I mean, they're, they're also probably um, hoping that Austin Shenton becomes someone in the minors which I don't know if he will. Um, I think that he is uh, expected to be a guy. No, 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 not Austin Shen. Who am I thinking of? Um, the the other catcher that they had in the minors. Why did I think of Austin Shen? Um, it, it's not Alex Alex Jackson. No, 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 no. no. There, there's a young guy um, in the minors who uh, people are like really, really bullish on. And I just I'm completely blanking on his name. Uh, Here, let me look it up from last year. Um, Dominic Keegan, that's what I'm thinking of. He was in. Uh, he's in. Uh, made it up to Bowling Green last year. 
Uh, he's drafted. not really like a he, he, I guess he turned into way more of a power hitter last year, but um yeah, he's far out from doing anything. So I, I don't know how that's gonna work. But whatever happened to the uh the catcher that we got in the Nate Low trade? Do you remember that guy? Oh, you're talking he... about Harry Berto Hernandez? Yeah, is he he's yeah, is he... yeah, he's an outfielder. <laughs> he's he was I, I swear he was a catcher when we traded for him. Yeah, I but... think so, but he's an outfielder now, so he's not... Yeah, never mind that. He is no longer a catcher. It's the raise way. Oh, hold on. I got I gotta look this up. No catchers. <laughs> the raise way is having uh an a lack of abundance of catchers. He oh okay. he well, at the time of the trade, he was a catcher and an outfielder. That's quite a you don't see that very often. A catcher no. and an outfielder. What? No, they're no, they're really, really pushing. So here here's hoping that Dominic Keegan makes a, a an atm uh a stratospheric run through the minor league system this year. That's... <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, man, shout out to Austin Shenton too, because who knows how he'll be used. Um, he just... is a major league ready talent. Um, I think he played, no, he played in Durham last year for a little bit. Uh, but yeah, we'll see. He was actually pretty freaking good in Durham. He uh, he had a 1,035 1, OPS in 61 games, 14 homers and 50 RBI. He's a pretty sick stash too. Yeah. He's got the he's got the specs too. <laughs> Man's rocking the specs. Uh so we're gonna go to break in just a second. Before we go to break, I wanted to announce because I already announced it on social media. Uh we have a new partner added into the whole thing that we're doing. We're still gonna do stuff within the clutch. Don't worry about that. But we have a new local partner uh with merchandising and stuff like that. 1771 Designs. Uh I've been in contact with them plenty of times through the Raise the Roof. Um, account but they're they've they have a lot of great designs that they've done um, a lot of very tampa and saint pete centric designs so a um, lot of local stuff local guy uh doing a lot of really really cool things and we have a 15 percent discount with them uh to use upcoming uh the code is raise the roof but it's not like the codes that we use for both in the clutch and SeatGeek. it's the RTR in raise the roof. It's it's all one word, but the RTR is capitalized. Mm-hmm. So capital raise, or, or you know, uh, so again, capital R, lowercase A's, capital T, lowercase he, or huh, or whatever the 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 part, uh, and then the same thing for the end of it. So capitalize so, the 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 word. So, so yeah, raise the, roof. the roof, but RTR is capitalized. Make it easy like that. Um, so, d- description. Po- put that in the podcast description. Yes, yes, yes. I will. I, I hope raise that I explain. It. So hard. It's it. <laughs> they got some sweet shirts online, by the way. Yeah, they, yeah. They, yeah. This ain't the same old shirts. South Florida. It's not just raise shirts. They have additional. Uh, yeah, I mean, hopefully too, they do so. that. Uh, not just raise shirts. They have bolt shirts. They have buck shirts. Pretty sure they have rowdy shirts too. Like I said, plenty of city shirts for St. Pete and Tampa. So make sure to take advantage of them. Help support a local, you know, a local brand in Tampa, uh, in the in the Tampa Bay area with with one seven seven one design. So and we're really excited to be partnered with them this year. With summer right around the corner, it looks like a lot of lot of summer appeal. I guess not with not that that matters in Florida, but <laughs> where other people live, it does. The, the yes. weather does matter. <laughs> yes, yes. So uh, definitely make sure to take advantage of that. Again, fifteen percent off using code Razor Roof. The RTR is capitalized uh, at checkout. Um, so with that being said, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back in this latest episode of Razor Roof. Hi everyone, Alex here with a quick word from our newest sponsor, Seeky. SeatGeek is your one-stop shop for tickets for everything from live theater and concerts to sporting events like Rays games. SeatGeek uses a color-coded scale to show you where the best deals are, with green being good and red being bad. If you haven't used SeatGeek before, we have a special deal just for you. Use code RAISETHEROOF, that's RAYS spelled R-A-Y-S, at checkout for $20 off your first purchase with SeatGeek. Again, that's code RAISETHEROOF for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Thanks so much to SeatGeek for sponsoring us, and let's get back to this latest episode of Raise the Roof. And we're back on this latest episode of Raise the Roof. If you guys didn't hear the commercial, uh, we still have our SeatGeek link going. It's $20 off your first purchase. Use code Raise the Roof at checkout, all in caps. Same thing with our In the Clutch link. Again, all in caps, Raise the Roof. We're going to be doing something new with them coming up soon, um, so do stay tuned for that. But we are still going to be doing stuff moving forward, so... I'm really, really, really excited about that. Speaking of merchandise, 
a whole shit ton of merchandise and things like that have come out for for the Rays, for Major League Baseball. I know that they announced that that Randy Land is coming back for next year. Tickets were raised to $56, which is Randy's number. So I don't know if that was symbolic or anything, but it is an increase from last year. Uh, you will be getting a shirt. Uh, everyone who's in Randy Land will be getting a shirt uh, for all of those games. And if he hits a home run, you'll get beer and or uh, beverage uh, of your choice, depending. Um, so that's exciting. The Rays, as 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 I've heard through the grapevine, the Rays are getting their City Connect jersey this year. It was confirmed that they're getting a City Connect jersey. I don't know what the City Connect jersey is going to be looking like, uh, but I'm hoping that it will be fun. I was told that there was a possibility that it could be teased through one of the promotions for this year. I don't know if that's true or not, and I don't know what that promotion is going to be, but that is a possibility. Also, the promotion schedule is out for the Rays uh, you guys can't see it, but if we do upload this to YouTube, Gibby's wearing the reversible Devil Rays Rays hat. The bucket last hat year. was given away last year. Um, this year, there's going to be like a fuzzy Devil Rays hat. Yeah, the Sherpa hat, definitely need to get. Yes, yes. There's going to be a Sherpa hat. There's going to be a pride jersey that, that the Rays are giving out to like 10,000 plus people. Uh, there's a flappy boy, like based on the Stinger mascot. Uh, there's like a sweatshirt thing. Oh, the Dave Willis shirt. Yes. That's going to be fun. Yes. yes, Dave Wills is going to have his own giveaway because of him going into the Rays Hall of Fame. Uh, he's going to be having a Hawaiian shirt giveaway. They also officially announced that Fred McGriff is going to be the other um, Rays Hall of Fame inductee for this year. There will be a bobblehead giveaway for him. Hey, where's uh, that? Plenty oh, of... Oh, it is up there. There he uh, is. Uh, yes, yes, yes. He's got Fred <laughs> jersey up. Uh, plenty of other giveaways that are going to be announced, like I said. City City Connect should be a lot of fun. Uh, but the problem is, is Lord help us, they better put those things in some nice jersey thing because whatever Nike and Fanatics are doing with these vapor, whatever the new jerseys are that we've seen in spring training, uh, they look they are one of the jerseys of all time. I'll say that because they yeah. don't deserve any, they look good, they, terrible. So you can see the players' underwear too while they're, <laughs> yeah. they're on the field. So, yeah, it's hey, it's thirty percent what a lighter joke. material. Yeah, thirty. Hey, isn't that pretty cool? A hundred percent uglier too. Classic MLB to turn something that was supposed to be fun into just absolute failure. Like, exactly, and I hate Nike the most for it. I hate Nike the most for it because it's like, oh. We don't have nothing to do with it. It's fanatics doing it now. But well, why are you letting your fucking brand get tainted by <laughs> this fucking company well, that can't even put can't even iron a fucking the shit on right? Like why everybody. are you just letting them do that? Why would you ever ever do any sort of collab with fanatics? No, like Awful. that is oh trying to fanatics they're monopolizing is, everything, those that, bastards. Fanatics sucks. Oh god, they suck. We're never gonna get an endorsement with fanatics, so oh, fuck fanatics. yeah, fuck you guys. No, I don't real. want one. They're garbage. Fuck fanatics. <laughs> I cannot. I can't stand those guys. I will purposely make sure that we don't have any partnership with them. Never. All I, of the hockey fans, please go get your hockey gear before next year because it's going to fanatics. All all of it's going look, to fanatics. So we don't even need to discuss. What get it while you can. Like because everyone's already seen them, but. My goodness, did they just fumble the bag? Like, just what are we doing? So, so bad. Thank God that that the hats at least look good. Thank God that Nike fanatics have nothing to do with the hats because that's all new era. And I know some people have controversial opinions about what the spring training hat looks like because it's bright yellow. And yes, it is controversial very opinion. I fucking love it. Well, it's one. jarring to look at for some. I think that it's bold and I like it. But exactly. uh, not only that, we're getting, because I'm actually wearing the spring training hat, I think from last year, but we are getting a spring training hat and a BP hat. Not the same hat, two different hats. The, is the, the blue one is the BP hat, right? Because yes. that, that one's sweet. That, that one's yes, awesome. yes. For those that don't know, the BP hat is a navy blue hat that has the TB logo on it. Like, oh yeah, that was awesome. 
again, audio medium showing visuals, but that uh, the the old Devil Rays logo, the old TV Devil Rays logo, that's going to be the logo. Fanatics could never have made something that pretty. No. Just, oh, it's all it's gorgeous. No, but Gibby already presented his thought. Evan, have you seen the spring training hat? The uh, the, the yellow one, one yeah. with like the blue sunburst thing. I like it. I would never buy it. I would buy the blue one. I would never buy the yellow one, but I like it, if that makes sense. No, no I, I appreciate I like that opinion. The I yellow one with the white blue jersey, color. though, is a look. <laughs> like it, it'll like Randy will make it look so cool. He'll he'll pull that well, yellow. He looks hat everything. Off, so. He makes everything look cool. Yeah, with Randy with his yellow Jordans and his yellow batting gloves. Woo! That would look sick. That would look sick. And then Jose Siri would look sick too. Oh, and yeah. That, that's true. That's yeah. true. Come on. Come I, I on. like it. I like the hat. I but I don't think I would ever wear it slash buy it. I think that's a no, fair, I agree. That's a fair take. I agree. I think that's that's that there's 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 a lot of clean hats here. Um I like the diamondbacks going like hard with the teal. Big fan of that. Uh I like the blue jays just trying to find every shade of blue possible to put in a hat. Um, I'm all here for it. Uh I mean there's just a bunch of solid hats here with with the spring training hats. But the BP hats, because we already talked about the Rays one, Major League Baseball and New Era, my goodness, did they take some creative liberties with these hats because the Yankees actually have hats that don't look like every other hat that they've had, which is just the same hat for the last 100-plus years. And that in itself means that they've been creative. And for that, I give them one thumbs up and a seal of approval because I'm glad that they've taken creative liberties. Yeah. Some of these hats are a, they have a lot of character to them. The Marlins one is sick. The Marlins, the Marlins one's Marlins nice. One I'm awesome. a, I'm a big fan of the giants one. Cause I love the old giants logo. I think that one's really clean. Oh yeah. And the, the, uh, the Rockies one is awesome too. Rockies one looks good. The Phillies one is just a fanatic. Uh, the D- A's one is the, is the elephant with sunglasses on. <laughs> Which is really cool. I like that. You used to say the Vegas. <laughs> what the uh the, the... you said what? the Vegas what? one? That was funny. I uh, no 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 no. I said the Oakland one. Oh, I thought you said Vegas. Sorry. Uh, no, I, I said the A's one. Probably that's what I heard. I thought oh. you said the A's. Yeah, no, I, I did Vegas. not say Vegas. Uh, God, God, Lord, Lord knows, I don't want them to go to Vegas. The uh the DC one is a uh, big fan of, of the DC one. Oh, you like it. I like it because it's the DC logo without all the garbage that they've done with the New Jersey. Because I think the I, New Jersey combo sucks. If they had like the DC logo with like some elements of the DC flag, I think that would have been really, really cool. Like the well, the, it just goes back to like the old Nats, but like when they were originally, you know, like the 05-08 years or something. Yeah, like I like those. I like the DC from those because that's what it's based on. I'm a fan of that. I don't like the Brewers hat because there's like just like the the dude has a giant man pussy on the hat. <laughs> Where is it? I need I need to. Oh, the what the one. fuck! I hate that one. Okay, okay. Now I need to figure out why you said that. Oh God! Let's let's see this. I don't even know how. <laughs> look at him! Look at him! It's just Did so. You... Oh, what the fuck, Gibby? <laughs> Did you did you zoom in on that? <laughs> oh, what the! I would have never. Oh, <laughs> I, I can see it now. Oh God! How do you not see it? What do you mean? I got to open on my computer. Oh, this is That's the first thing I see. Well, good luck with that, Bruce. Well, well, it could be. It could be. It could be a woman. We don't know if it's a man. You know what? No, it's the Brewers no. mascot. They made this when. No, no, no. It's no. It's a dude. A hundred percent. Oh my goodness. That's brutal. But yeah, there's, okay. In conclusion, there's plenty of interesting designs, both good, bad, and weird, apparently. <laughs> oh, I I also like the Orioles one, though. I like the Orioles throwback logo a lot. It's I like the than, Houston one, too, because it's like the sunset tequila. It's better than... Or, or I, the, uh, the tequila sunrise, my bad. It's better than the Orioles' stupid logo that they have right now. The, the yeah, goofy yeah. bird. I don't. I'm not a big yeah, fan of that. Yeah. But you can't figure out whether whether the bird's mouth is closed or open. <laughs> it's just it's too happy. You can't be. You're not like a fierce. Well, they were last year, but you can't be a fierce opponent with a goofy mascot like that. Like that's true. That's true. That's a good point. 
but they have the the ravens kind of balance that out because the ravens is a good logo too but this is true this is true so yeah um that's a thing uh like i said new bp hats and new spring training hats we're gonna have all those going on Uh, all of that's very exciting um i know that a lot of it was on sale uh at fan fest which just happened over the weekend i don't know i evan i know that you didn't go to it but gibby were you able to go to it i did not because i was sick that day Ah. unfortunately no no, it was literally on saturday i mean that is true uh there were a shit ton of people at the trump like ungodly amount of more than i thought the people who the, the people i know who went they said um that it was like a waiting in line. It was way more because they went to the one last year too. They had to wait in line for everything way longer than last year. So I mean, that's popularity. That's thing, good, but it's also a good thing. Yeah, because waiting in line is bad, but more people is good. Yeah, people waiting in line when I'm not there is not a problem though. <laughs> good, good job that you came. Yeah, selective, selective waiting line, but. Yes, there were a lot of people at the trop, like way, again, way more people than I thought, um, which is really, really great to see uh, that there is seems to be a continuous outpouring of support for this team. Um, Again, really, really great stuff. I know there were plenty of players that signed autographs. There were guys that were taking photos. There were guys that were playing a bunch of the different games that were out on the field. I saw Richie Palacios playing ping pong. He did. Yes, he did. Dude, play. I'd love to run it up in ping pong against one of those guys. Yes. I bet they're good. I would assume so. I mean, when you don't have a lot going on. Um, well, apparently a lot of like clubhouses have ping pong tables. And then they do, they, yes. They go pretty hard. So I'd like to play with them one day. I'm sure that they are all, I'm sure as a result, they are quite the uh, table tennis uh, aficionados. Aficionados. I wish I had the ability to go play table tennis more because I used to play in college and I was pretty good. Yeah, uh, there's actually a, a whole ping pong table in my living room. In your living room? R- r- right now? Yeah, yeah right outside. Oh, really? It's a yeah. weird place to put a table tennis table. Well, we got like an open area. Ah, and okay, all my well, roommates, they also like to play ping pong. So. Ah, okay. Well, then that makes more sense. That, that makes yeah. a lot more Go sense. Go hard. And you can use it for other activities, too. Yeah, exactly. This is true. This if is, you're picking it, up what I'm putting down. Yes. I'm yes, picking so, up. Yes. We don't We don't need to talk about this specifically, but <laughs> such a such a Dude, come on. I'm oh, sorry. We're, we're 21 years old. We're 21. We are. <laughs> we are. Drink, drink responsibly. We are above 21 years old. Yes, yes. We, we do advocate for drinking responsibly. Um, among other things that are going on, so we already discussed the pitchers and catchers uh, have reported and are in Port Charlotte. Uh, the Rays announced their broadcast schedule for spring training. Looks like there's going to be 10 games that are broadcast on Bally. I know that there's the whole thing about, you know, how the streaming will go with the Rays being one of the teams that are going to be on Amazon. But for now, in spring training, there's going to be 10 games broadcast on Bally uh, starting on February 25th against the Tigers going up to March 23rd against the Orioles. So you have 10 games in between there that will be broadcast on TV. Uh, But among things to happen in spring training, other than Randy adding on an ungodly amount of muscle to look like Yandy. Bicep, um, bro. He looks crazy. He is. Dude is yoked. Did he lead the job? I would have to assume so. I mean, I, I hope he just did his COVID routine where he just ate chicken, rice, and beans and did like 200 push-ups every day he just is, to get back into that mentality. He is he is yoked, like very much so. He is he has some muscles. There is a lot going on. Um, it was like intimidating. I was like, "Holy shit, bro!" I I hope the Yankees hit him again so badly. <laughs> Like, not obviously not interim, but you know what happened last year in that one hit game. They hit him. Oh yeah, hit little hit by pitch in the in the ribs and just let him take take them to school. That'd be yeah. awesome. I mean, he he looks like he could he he looks like he could knock someone out. He looks like he could charge the whole entire team. Oh, him and Yandy could take any <laughs> any other, especially with Stanton. Did you guys see Stanton? Stanton looks he, tiny. Oh yeah, John Carlos looking. He's looking skinny. He looks good for oh, him. I don't know if he was trying to slim down that much, but he looks he looks incredible. Yeah, I yeah, he, he looks, looks good. Like and I hope it leads to less injuries for him because I never want to see him injured, you know. 
and less home runs and less home runs too. I less home runs less. too. Yeah, hopefully. I'm yeah. here for everything. Uh, the other news that came out of nowhere: uh, Brandon McKay threw a threw a threw live BP today. Uh, he hasn't pitched in the majors since 2019, and he threw live BP. Sorry, did you say oh. Shohei Otani? No, I didn't. Junior, <laughs> Junior, what? I think that's what he goes by, Shohei Otani Junior. Yeah, Shohei no, Otani Junior. No, because you know, because Shohei Otani has actually played in the majors and Brendan McKay. Oh. <laughs> it's but sad, good, but it's the he, truth. He also got injured too, though. So yeah, but like Otani's won two MVPs. Just wait, just wait, <laughs> just wait. <laughs> what do you, what do you prove? Brendan McKay does have a home run, which I totally forgot about. And I honestly forgot about uh, him I was going to say, if you're going to compare that to Otani, who's hit like 40 in back-to-back years, that's a bad, bad argument. Injuries. Just remember injuries. <laughs> All Otani's got is luck. It's good to see him back on a mound. I don't know what that's going to mean this year, but it's good to see him back on a mound. <laughs> I had totally forgotten about him just because, like, I mean, I think we, we all have, a, have. We had a we have a billion pitchers, and like everybody seems to get injured. And I thought he was done. I did too, because he, he's kind of like Honeywell in that. Honeywell was always, I mean, Honeywell was a ten, oh highly touted prospect. Pitch three innings and then get traded to the pod. yeah. I'm pretty sure I'm McKay broke brutal. like McKay broke like everything in his arms. So I'm definitely surprised that he's back. Yeah, but I mean, you're dude, a fucking trooper, dude. You fucking you get out there, you you show him. First time in a year and a half he faced hitters. So this is crazy. I, I'm awesome. so happy for him, but Good I, for I don't him. know. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what that's going to mean moving forward. But again, good news that he is um, uh, that that he's throwing uh, you Jeez. know throwing live BP. Maybe mm-hmm. that means that he'll go to Durham this year. Maybe that means he'll make it to the majors at some point. So uh, poor guy, he's 28. Jeez. Wow. I feel so. He's been through the ringer, bro. He has. Well, I, I do hope that 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 good things come from it. Um, I think this is a good place to end the podcast. Not with this, but but the next topic that that we're going to talk about to kind of conclude things. Uh, that being the quote of Rays owner Stu Sternberg, which I believe he did during Fan Fest or before, like or like the day after. Um, I think he said on ninety five three WDAE that when talking about the payroll this season, which I believe is hovering between 90 million and 100 million, uh, he said that the payrolls is uncomfortable uh, and also that it looks like if it's trending that way, that the team will most likely operate at a deficit or at least negative, you know, um, we'll, we'll lose money this year. Uh, now, he's the owner, so he probably knows what he's talking about if he's been doing mm. this. I mean, he's been the owner since, since 2005. So he's been dealing with payroll and things like that for yeah. nearly 20 years, if not 20 years at this point uh, with the Rays. So, I mean, what do you guys think about that statement? About Here's what I think, Alex. Here's what I think. I think he should shut up if he wants a new stadium you know, all these, you know, we're going to be paying for that state, half of that stadium, the people. So if it does come down the pipe, because that's what usually just ends up happening. Lots of taxpayer dollars get pouring through. How about you just, you know, for a few years, you just give us the team that we want. And then, you know, stadium comes, you know, you double your franchise worth. And I think, You'll be pretty okay from that deficit that you suffered that one year. You had to spend ninety million to a hundred million dollars. I just I hate the attitude of race fans too. That you know, there's there's no reason. Oh, there's no reason for him to spend money. It's like, well, you know, it's a two way, the two way exchange here. You know, it's like you really want the people to show up, spend the money, and I mean they they proved it with the one guy who shall not be named. But you know that's that's gone now. So now what are we doing? Now where are we at? So I mean that's all I got to say about that. How about you know it's operating business. You know sometimes there's deficits. You got to spend money to make money. Spend money to make money, baby. Come on. You want the stadium? You want the shiny new ballpark? Give us a good team or keep the team good, which we've done under ninety million before. But you know I'm not trying to just be good. I want. I want the ring, baby. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, 
the first part of that i guess doesn't really bother me i'd say the 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 part about him saying that it's uncomfortable to spend i guess to go into an unprecedented uh, like level of spending which i mean i get i get that like he's paying for most of it i get that that could be uncomfortable but yeah the second part of that is a uh, the second part of that statement just hearing that it might be a deficit this year when it stinks just because it seems like we've been building, we've been building, we've been building, not on the field, off the field. I feel like off the field, we've been, I mean, you think about where the attendance numbers have gone from what nine, like 2018, 2019 to obviously COVID ruined it, but uh, to 2022, 2023. And you would think that would just keep building and building this year. Um, I don't know. It, it stinks that, it, and and with all the promotional things too, like getting people in the ballpark, I feel like last year we we did we did great. I mean, the team was great, so that helps. Um, the historic start last year, the thirteen and zero start, helped a lot. Also, early in the year, um, but it just it's kind of disheartening, I guess, to hear that even like with this, I guess, pay bump that Sternberg is going to be given out. That I guess we're not going to be able to over, overcompensate for the things off the field which I thought we would have been because we've been building, we've been building. I don't know. I didn't see that coming, I guess. Did did either of you guys see that coming? I, I mean, thought, the way that I, I, I thought we, I thought we kind of had momentum there. I mean, the way that I feel about everything, you know, the fact that the Rays have one of the lower attendances in baseball and have had that for a number of years, uh, that's definitely going to contribute to that because the less fans that you have at games, the less money that you're going to be making. Um, now the Rays, I'm pretty sure pocket all of that. Cause I don't think that this, like, I think that they own the stadium. I don't think that there's, you know, they're giving out money to the city or to the, you know, to the County or whatever it might be. Um, you know, obviously merchandise is definitely bringing in money. Concessions is bringing in money. TV deals. Yeah. I mean the TV, their TV deal isn't necessarily the best. It's definitely way more, um, the, uh, like Valley sport, you know, way more the, the, the TV company friendly than the team mm-hmm. friendly um, because they're not getting nearly as much money as some of these other lucrative TV deals that are going around. Um, but they're getting revenue from a bunch of different places. And, and, and like you said, they are really, they've been really, especially last year, they've been really trying to push people to go to games and it worked. I mean, they had the largest attendance that they've had average attendance per game since, 2013 or 2014 so like in a decade basically um people showed out to games people wanted to go to games and the team was entertaining uh until basically july and then well (laughs) injuries happened things happened and then the playoffs happened and excuses were used there and that attendance was abysmal so it kind of ruined all the positive progress that had been happening um i'm happy that they're spending i know a lot of like a good Probably like 10% of that's like dead weight because it's the contracts of Wander who hopefully, I mean, for Stu's sake, he wants to get that shit voided as soon as possible if he gets convicted and is thrown in jail or whatever it might be. I mean, hopefully that, because I don't see any way that the Players Association tries to say, oh, you should get that money. Like, no, like I don't think. Or, they to or there's got to be some. There's, I mean, I don't know anything about I think that there's a the way bylaws, that, but that there's got to be there's got to be something in the bylaws that say if you're convicted of a felony, then your this contract is voided. Like yeah, there, yeah. There has I would to be assume something there's like something pretty obvious in there like, that would you know allow him to recoup the funds from that, which is going to be good, which will help him. You know, that, that that's a lot of money he's getting back. So there's dead weight from him, but I think Wander's only he would only be getting like two and a half million, two point four million this year, and then it's the dead weight of Shane. And the dead weight of Rasmussen and the dead weight of Springs, all those contracts, because those guys aren't going to be pitching for the majority of the year. Shane might pitch in September, probably not. Uh, Rasmussen and Springs, I think, will be back probably after the All Star break at the earliest. Um, so that's a lot of money that is just from those guys who either won't be there because they're most likely going to be a felon. Uh, or they got injured and won't be playing the majority of the year. So that money still has to be dished out, but that's dead weight there. And then you have, you know, a lot of guys that are just kind of making like intermediate contracts here and there, uh, and it adds up quickly. So I think that it's good that they have a bigger payroll. 
because yeah. it shows that they're willing to spend a little bit more. I I mean, if I was him, like Gibby was saying, I would just suck it up for a few years because, you know, a lot of people have started to very much go against this whole stadium idea in St. Pete because the they're going to be forking out a shit ton of money in order for the stadium to be built and everything else to be built there. So, like... You know, and and I believe that the Rays are going to get the large majority of the revenue stream from um, a lot of the businesses and shops that end up being built in that area once if everything comes to be, you know, comes to fruition. So that's a lot more money that he's going to be getting a la Ballpark Village in St. Louis, a la um, what the Braves did outside of Truist Park, all of that stuff like He's going to be getting in a lot of revenue from a bunch of different places and a lot more money. So, like, if he loses, like, $5 million this year in, like, or $10 million, I mean, I, I don't know how much he's going to lose, but I would assume that he... It's not going to be smart. much of a deficit. Yeah, yeah, I, I was going to say, he would be smart enough to know that the, that the return on investment, like, if he loses right now, he has a really, really good shot of winning later, so why... Like, like, why does that small deficit matter? Unless the deficit's like 50 million or something ridiculous, but it doesn't sound like it's going to be anything like that. Because, I mean, if they, you know, this is only like 10 to $15 million more at most that they've put into their salary. It's it's not like they went from 85 million to 150 million. You know, we're, we're, we're talking a pretty gradual, like minimally gradual uptick in 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 payroll and salary and i mean you think about the money that we've gotten rid of too i mean we dealt i mean dealing glass now and marco got rid of a huge chunk of that payroll too so i was i mean i could i guess i couldn't even imagine if we have the if we had those guys what the payroll would be looking like too so yeah Yeah, i can't imagine but that i mean it's definitely the the whole thing is just the, the the whole thing um, is really, really interesting to hear from his perspective. Because, again, he's one of the um, less wealthy owners in baseball. So, and, and he knows what he's talking about because he's been doing this. He he's been doing this. So it's very, very interesting to hear his perspective and thoughts about it. I am of the mindset that I wish I had like a, like a 0.01% of that money and like he's complaining about it, but I'm not running a baseball team. So, you know, I can complain about it to some extent and say shut up. But there's the other extent of like, I've never dealt with a business that is making that much money and, you know, uh, paying people that much money, costing that much money, and then making that much money. So I've never done that before. So he'll know if anyone's going to know about it, he'll know more than anyone else. Yeah. I guess, I guess sure. in his like eyes, I can see. Just being a little bit upset about losing money. I, I get your, I get, I totally get your both of your points about like, well, in the future he's gonna have this huge stadium, the whole, I guess, district where the economy is gonna be basically run by him. I guess, I, I guess the only thing I, I can see through his eyes is that I guess that's not a done deal yet. So yeah. he's he yeah, doesn't that's the wanna, other thing for sure. He he doesn't want to lose money now when. I think if, I think if it was a done deal, if the stadium thing was totally inset, that the he whole thing, care as much. he I don't think he would care, right? I think that I'll give him the benefit of the doubt there because it's not a solidified plan yet, and he's gonna lose money this year, and maybe and next year it's like, oh, maybe the stadium doesn't happen. Um, so I guess that's where I think that's where he might be coming from. No, I can understand that. I mean, I I hope that this seems like an increased amount of support for the team with things like FanFest. I hope that that results in higher attendance, which means more revenue coming in. Um, you know, that's more revenue, not just for the tickets, but for concessions, for parking, um, for merchandise, all of that stuff. So, you know, it's a whole, it's a whole um, process and group of things. Con- you know, it, it's, it's a whole conglomerate of stuff that's put together um, a snowball effect of things that happen. And go get some more advertisements too. Uh, yeah, sweet. I mean, the more that the more that they continue to market the team, the more that the fan base, or the more that people show up, 
the more that I think he'll worry less because it shows that there's more people that are interested in the team than ever before. And I mean, I thought Randy Lane was a phenomenal idea last year. And it's, yeah. I think it's, yeah. And I mean, it was full every Randy Lane. So. And I don't have a, pro- I don't have a problem with them racing the price either. It's within reason. It was like an $8 increase, I think. And it's fair. And you still get a Come free on. t-shirt. Come on. And they, they tried it out last year. It was an experiment and it was, a huge hit so it's like oh demand's high so we're gonna raise the price and it's still sweet hope i hope they call a game from there again like they did last year yeah i think yeah, that was fun that was good that was awesome yeah yeah there, there's definitely a lot of positives to be coming from this which is good yeah. uh, about the race so a lot of positive momentum moving forward in spring training there will be games coming up in about a week i think um if not let's, let's see so, uh the 24th yeah last only only a couple days Saturday. Yeah. It's very, very soon that we'll be getting some spring training baseball. So a lot of fun things going on there. Um, we're just going to wrap things up. We, we appreciate you guys listening to the podcast as always. Uh, I'm hopefully going to be getting a number of guests coming on in the future. Uh, I know, I, I think Trisha might be coming on again. Adam Barry might be coming on again. Um, Ray, would that be Trisha's um, fourth time? Yeah. Trisha has been on quite a bit. She's been she's she's been a regular on the podcast. She's great. She's awesome. Yeah. So well, Trish is the best. Uh, but yeah, as spring training goes on, we'll we'll be getting more people. We'll be talking about actually seeing live baseball action, which should be a lot of fun, and then preparing for the regular season. Um, so again, you know, for everyone listening, we 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 appreciate you guys listening as always. Make sure to continue to support us uh, either through our affiliate and discount links. Make sure to use those. Uh, you guys will help us out in the process. Um, and also get yourself some good deals on a lot of merchandise and go in tickets to go watch the Rays or any other team. Maybe you want to go see the Osceola Magic to go watch back-to-back slam dunk champion Mac McClung in action. I don't know. You can do whatever you want. Um, a lot, a lot, or USF basketball. Yeah, USF whatever. basketball. Yeah, right. plenty, of, plenty, plenty of things going on there. But yeah, tickets sure. are actually getting expensive now. Yes. Yeah. So make it. sure to um, support us through those. Um, also, make sure to support us on social media, Razor Rift TV on both Instagram and Twitter. Uh, we'll be continuing to post stuff there. Hopefully, we'll have more things and a lot, a lot, a lot more excitement going on. Uh, and then with the podcast, continue to support us, guys, as always. Um, and we want to hear from you guys. And we're going to post on social media if you guys want to start doing stuff on YouTube again, because we will certainly start doing and uploading podcasts on YouTube and other things. Because uh, I think YouTube is definitely uh, a platform that we should try to utilize as much as possible. Um, So, yeah, uh, with that being said, thanks so much for listening. And as always, raise up. Raise up, baby. Raise up, baby.